You're listening to Super Power Up with multidimensional master, superpower expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Tonya Don Reckla. If you're ready to disrupt reality, then sit down, strap in, and prepare to experience the show that proves there is no spoon. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I'm so excited to have with me today David Essel. He, this is going to be a really fun conversation, folks. We're talking about power partnering through tribulation, and I know this has been tough for a lot of you. I know you're spending more time with your partner than perhaps you typically do. You know, it's weird for us. Justin and I met working together. We've spent pretty much every waking moment together um, um, with, with few exceptions. We, we build together, parent together, create together, everything together, and so so people think we're kind of kind of bizarre, but what we're finding now is that people are thrust into these situations where they're not prepared for that. Um, and so certainly we have a lot of lessons learned in that, in that space, but most importantly is how do you stay together when things get really tough? And, and to the point where I can't tell you how many couples we've talked to, they're like, I don't, I don't think we're going to make it through this. I just don't think we're going to make it through. They don't have the foundation and the mechanism, the communication patterns, the, the habits, the behaviors, everything else. And, and, and why I'm so excited about this conversation is really early into the quarantine, Justin and I kind of looked at each other because Neva is is present in everything we do also. And um, for those of you who don't know, that's our 10-year-old daughter. She runs Superpower Kids. But, um, you know, and Justin and I kind of looked at each other like, uh, we're going to be in the home together for how long? Like, like she doesn't go anywhere. Like, we, we don't get to go anywhere. Like, how is this going to work? And, and so we just sat her down and had a conversation and said, look, it, it behooves all of us. And this is nothing new to her, but it behooves all of us to have this, um, for us to have a healthy marriage. And so we established date day and the agreement was, look, for all intents and purposes, you're going to pretend that we don't exist right now. We're not home with you. Um, and, and it was just a really brilliant conversation and it worked out beautifully. And, and of course, she's at the age and maturity level where she could hear that. But I think it required us to get incredibly creative to make sure that we weren't letting that connection slip. And so I know that's a whole lot of what not to introduce David today. But um, but this idea of power partnering through tribulation, I, I don't think we could overstate the importance of it. Um, so he brings with him today just just, just amazingness. He's, the, he's a best-selling author, international speaker, radio host, coach, counselor, like you name it, folks, like getting into the heart of people and, and enlivening them and, and, and reinvigorating them to pursue love and, and ecstasy in their existence is, is, is that, that's no small feat. And, and, and David's walking that path um, really brilliantly. And I think you're going to enjoy uh, where this conversation takes us today. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming David to the show. David, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Tonya, you know, just your opening is beautiful. I, it reminds me of when I've had um, really powerful people write the forward to my book, and I'll tell people the forward is better than the book. Read the forward, <laughs> read, read the forward, and then go go on with your life. And I'd say that today. I said, you know, Tonya's opening is probably going to surpass what we're going to do. <laughs> but well, fact, I don't think we're at any risk for that. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that, you know, you're so open, I just love this. And you're open with your partner and your child. And at 10, you're saying you're mature enough to handle this pandemic insanity. That is absolute incredible communication. So I love oh. that, Tonya. Well, thank you for that. It, it, it's new in, in your wisdom into this conversation because it anyway i don't want to i don't want to spoil this so i what i'm going to do is i'm going to stop there i'm just going to leave you all hanging i know it's not fair 
but we're going to instead just ask David, you know, what, what are your superpowers? And then from there, I promise you, I'm going to tell you why this is such a, an important conversation. So David, let, let's just get in and get started and hear from you. What are your superpowers? Well, the very, the top one, which is the one that we all need to access right now is adaptability to change, Tonya. Mm, brilliant. That's, that's it. I mean, that's really what I focus on. We've, fo- you know, 40 years now in this industry. I just can't even believe it. Um, <laughs> you know, but, but when I look at, you know, I started out in sports psychology. I started out, actually, it started out before that in 1980. I was with Jane Fonda and all those people as I was doing aerobic videos. The f- one of the first males to break into the <laughs> national scene. Crazy, awesome. right? Crazy. And the spandex and everything, Tonya. I mean... <laughs> It's, if, if, if anyone would go and Google, um, you know, magazines from the eighties, men's fitness and all these, I'm on the cover of all of them for God's sake, you know, and oh my um, goodness, it, it's a trip. And then I went into sports psychology professionally. And then in 1990, I transferred over to the world of general counseling, which means that we handle anything in the world. And, and then I started utilizing what we call a hybrid program and in coaching. And so I I married counseling and coaching, which means that the counseling part of it is asking the most in-depth question, going back into childhood, all the stuff that's powerful in order to get us to change. And then the coaching part of it is homework. Mm -hmm. You are not leaving a session without homework, baby. (laughs) (laughs) We call call that at Superpower Experts, we call that working from both ends of the stick. (laughs) It's like, we (laughs) We got to go reprogram all this while we're building up the new stuff. So uh, yeah, brilliant. I love that explanation. You know, and so that, and really that, that superpower, you know, adaptability to change is something that I've had my whole life. And, and, you know, as we go into the discussion today about my new book, it is another huge change for us. Now the public who knows me, they know me as motivational David and relationship David and all that. But most people, unless you've, you've worked with me behind the scenes, don't know the erotic portion of our work that is so powerful to keep couples together. And mm-hmm. you, know, you were saying the pandemic. One of the things we see with our clients that are struggling in relationships that the pandemic has brought to the surface is all the resentments they've chosen not to deal with up till now. Mm-hmm. And they've just compiled yeah. Now you're 24-7 with someone. Those resentments that ha- haven't been dealt with, they're coming up. Those gremlins mm-hmm. are coming th- out of your ears, your nose, your mouth, everywhere. And what we say is, is that the, the most powerful couples, of course, have taken care of resentments along the road. But if you haven't, and you're looking now at your partner after three months of quarantine and going, this is it. I'm done. I'm not putting mm-hmm. up with this crap. It's not the three months. It's the two, 10, 20, 30, 40 years before that you never really dealt with honesty in the relationship, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, I'm shocked at how, um, I remember in our premarital counseling, our, our pastor said to us that, you know, marriage isn't a noun, it's a verb. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's just always stuck with us. And, it, and, and we work it like they, it, it's a constant moment to moment decision to be in the relationship as opposed to be separate from it or to um, pretend to be separate from it, you know? Um, and, and so it, it, it's amazing to me how long people will live together without facing the things that create that discomfort. Well, you know, in, in our book, we define intimacy in our last two books, our last book on relationships and the brand new one coming out soon. The definition that we use for intimacy is really simple. It is a hundred percent honesty between two people. 
That's it. That's the most intimate you could ever get. If you're willing to put your dreams out with your partner, to put your frustrations out, to put your loves out, to put your resentments out, if you're willing to be that brutally open and honest, you are now intimate. Because most couples, Tonya, can't go there. They never saw their parents do it. They saw mom going behind dad's back, dad's going behind mom's back. They hear gossiping. They hear all this stuff. But you don't see people communicating about tough issues. The other side of the coin, Tonya, is that you don't really see people communicating about the things they love with their partner after six months. <laughs> you know, when most couples I work with, I'll say to them, when was the last time you complimented your wife on A, B, C, D, E? When was the last time you complimented your husband? And they'll look at me going, what, what do you mean? They're married to me. Or there's too many things they do incorrectly for me to give them that compliment. Then they're not going to want to take care of their challenges. It, it's We've got ourselves in a ball here in relationships. And what I appreciate about your show and what we're trying to do, which is the combination is let's talk logic solutions. What do we do when we're in that bubble and we're on, on the bubble of divorce or affair? You're starting to look at other people differently. You're starting to think, you know, it'd be nice just to have a fling, get my mind off this nonsense. Like, what do you do? Do you go to your partner and say, Hey, you know what? And as we write about in, in our new book, we have clients that have done that. They've said, hey, you know, I got to be honest with you. I've been in the gym the last couple of days and I'm getting hit on left and right by guys. And I'm not telling you to make you nervous or make you jealous. I'm just saying there's a reason it's happening. We have split, split, slipped apart. I wouldn't have noticed that six months or a year ago because we were so together. But over the last six months or a year, we've really and now I'm noticing guys looking at me. Um, in one of the stories, when the, the wife came out and said that, the husband looked at her and said, the same thing is happening to me. There's a woman at work that really wants to be with me. And now that is an intimate conversation, right? Brilliant. Well, and, and it's, we're going to cut to a break here in just a second. And when we come back, I want to pick up on this idea of... Um, you know, folks, right under that ability to be brutal on it, brutally honest with your partner is you have to be willing to be honest with yourself. And and one of the biggest challenges, I'm sure you find this in your work, is is when people aren't they they really don't know who they are. They don't know what they want. And and so your partner can be a great sounding board for that. And we'll we'll go into some of that here um, when we get back from the break. But before we we do that, David, where can people go to find out more about you? Yeah, it's really simple. The website is talkdavid.com, T-A-L-K david.com. It's because I it's all I do, Tonya, <laughs> is talk. So it's an appropriate website name. But yeah, if, if you just go to talkdavid.com, there's tons of free blogs. There's free um, motivational videos you can get. There's a bunch of free stuff. And then there's also all of our books in that. But, um, you know, talkdavid.com, easy to remember, enjoy yourself on the travel. Brilliant. Brilliant. Awesome. Go check that out, folks. We're talking today with David Essel about power partnering through tribulation. Stay with us. We're going to get into uh, the book, his new book coming out, 50 plus flavors of erotic love. You're not going to want to miss that, folks. Um, and, and so stay with us and we'll be right back after the break. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. 
We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Awesome. We're back. You're listening to Disrupt Reality. I'm Tonya Don Reckla. We're talking today with David Essel about power partnering through tribulation. And before the break, we we, we kind of teased you a little bit with, with his new book coming out, The 50 Plus Flavors of Erotic Love. And the, and the idea is how do we incorporate, um, well, I'm just going to put words in your mouth, I guess, like what, the, the, what where it resonated with me is how do we incorporate the, this kind of the, the sexual desires and the things that often can tear partners apart, how do we incorporate that in a really healthy way into our relationships to make sure that, that we do have a fighting chance when temptation arises? And, and through tribulation, folks, temptation arises, right? That, that's kind of the point of it. And so, um, so rather than ignore it and pretend it's not going on, how do we incorporate really useful tools um, and mechanisms so that we can change those behaviors so, so we do stand a chance of staying with our spouse? And, and before the break, um, you know, you so eloquently were talking about the real key to this is just being brutally honest, really, really honest with, um, actually, I want to reframe that. I don't know about the brutally honest piece, the, the, the being, being, um, let's say vulnerably honest with, with your partner, because a lot of people, if, if they haven't done any kind of developmental work on themselves, really believe that that spouting off your, um, your insecurities is the same thing as being honest with somebody, that that's what's speaking um, your mind, right? I, I, I need to tell him these things. Or I need to tell her these things. Well, that's not the level of honesty that really um, invokes trust and, and inculcates a, a good relationship. But what's really true under those insecurities is your own fears, right? And what that triggers for you. And when you can get in touch with that, certainly you can communicate from a different space. And so I don't, I don't want to brush over the fact that it, it is, it is a, that is a challenge in and of itself to, to most of us don't even speak that honestly within ourselves. Um, and you can learn a lot by, by coming to your partner in some level of vulnerability. Um, but, but that, you know, we kind of touched on that before, before the break. And, and I told you, we would dive into this, this eroticism that, that David and, and his teams are bringing forward into the world. So, so David, what explain to us how, and in your decades of, of working with couples and with people and developmentally, that this is the trajectory that you are so excited about and, and really you, what I feel from you is that you feel like it, it holds real solutions for people. Tonya, it absolutely does. And I'll tell you the, the very first how I got involved in the world of erotic love, 1996, 97, a client came to me really concerned about her marriage. Um, when you talked about just a minute ago, you know, you don't want to just blurt out things to your partner without thinking them through. And she was afraid she was going to lose her marriage because the week before her husband out of the blue, he, he had really pulled away sexually from her in the last couple of months. He was a type A guy, multiple businesses, really high sex drive. And she didn't understand. And she tried to talk to him about it. He just says, I'm busy. I'm busy. And finally, he blurted out one day, the reason that we haven't been having sex is because I want you to control me in the bedroom. Mm. Now, this was a fantasy of his but he had never ever discussed any fantasy with her. So she said to me, and I write it in the book, she said, I almost vomited, David. I didn't know what that meant. 
I didn't know what the change was. And so she said, I came in to start working with you. Well, interesting, Tonya, I didn't know much about this erotic lifestyle in 1996. (laughs) (laughs) It sort of took me by surprise, but I went into heavy-duty research. And the thing I found was even in my professional psychotherapy journals, they had talked about this for years, that this is a natural way to live, that being a dominant in the bedroom or a submissive in the bedroom, it's natural. So we write about in the book that there's many type A men and type A women that when they come home, they don't want to have to think. So to wrap this story, the very first way I was introduced it, you know, I thank God the woman came in and then I was able to do the research. And when she came back, I said, wow, let me share what I found. In the number of months we worked together, she became so comfortable talking to her husband after our sessions and her husband started feeling more comfortable about saying, you know, I really came on too strong. I didn't know how else to say it. I was super Mm -hmm. frustrated. I'm so sorry. The end result is they both learned something about each other that they had no idea had been residing within forever. She embraces the role of the dominant in their intimate life. She thrives on it and he thrives on the role reversal of being the submissive. When we look at communication now between this couple that almost divorced, we look at where they are today compared to 1996, and it's the same with almost all couples we've worked with, Tonya. The depth and level of self-reflection, self-honesty, and then sharing that in an acceptable way to your partner is a pathway for many couples to stay together for life. Mm-hmm. Something else you mentioned that I want to share that we, we do in the book is that we have exercises for people to write, like what emotionally turns you on the most with your partner? You know, it, what physically turns you on? How do you turn this new understanding of erotic love into a spiritual experience, which we definitely do in the book? So we've taken this thing and, you know, when we look at Fifty Shades of Grey, my, my publicist, TJ Toriello, calls our new book Fifty Shades Meets Therapy. <laughs> and, it's, mm-hmm. and it's really true. Awesome. You know? And so the exercises we give allow people. And then in the book, we have a chart of 50 plus ways that you can erotically love your partner. <laughs> 50 and, ways to please your lover. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> 50 plus ways. Bump. exactly Tonya and and so we say go through the list and circle those things that you have an interest in and then research those things and then share it with your partner and have them do the same thing this and I got to tell you I'm getting so excited right now Tonya because (laughs) when when a when two couples take this sheet this little homework sheet and they circle and they share it with each other when they've done it with me on Skype or in the office, it's amazing to see the eyes get so big. It's like, I had no idea you wanted to wear latex. I had no idea you wanted to do this. I had no, it, it creates this dynamic, you know, and, and as you and I talked off the air in Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, which we quote in my book, you know, sexuality and sexual desire by far is the most powerful emotion in the world. And when used correctly, it can bring people and countries and nations to a place that we could never go to. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's- Well, I, I would say I would say it far exceeds emotion. I mean, it's alchemical. 
absolutely. Um, and you know, for all of our woo woo kind of energy folks, like that, that's the transmutation properties of it. Like there, there's real power. And like when, when we talk about power partnering, we're not just like law, you know, personal development, you know, kind of superficial stuff. Like we're talking about how do you harness the power of the divine in your partnerships? Right. This is, this is not, you, you know, us well enough at this point, folks, you know, this isn't a fluffy dialogue around that kind of space. And so when you can feel it, when David's talking about, right, that, uh, that, that emotion, that drive, that energy, right. When you harness that, like we're all designed to do that. And, um, and I love the example that you shared about the, the husband just kind of blurting this out. Um, to me that that's absolutely proof. Like he knew this about himself. Um, and so I'm glad that you brought that up because don't mistake what I was saying, folks, you're not going to be perfect at this. You're going to be awkward. Most of us were never trained to have intimate conversations and how to handle them and how to negotiate. You're not, you're going to say the wrong word. You're going to do it. And we have to be loving and have some grace with each other in this process. But that man knew himself, right? He hadn't been sharing that with his wife, but he knew. And that, that is, that's true, right? That was eating him alive, right? This, this kind of secret. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. We, we did Burning Man three years in a row with our daughter. Um, she was seven, eight, nine, um, eight, nine, I don't know, something around that time. But, but it was so awesome because we were really involved with one of the camps there and, um, and they come around and do, um, educational kind of trainings around consent and stuff and what the camp's responsibility is to make sure that the community is well held and supported. Um, and it was so brilliant to have Neva's involvement in that because she, you know, she had a lot of really great questions because they're, um, you know, just, just the dialogue around how do you speak in a way that says, Hey, this is something I'm interested in, you know, and, and not feel like, 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 the wife said, you know, I, I wanted to throw up, like, what does this mean? You know, what does that mean to me? What is it? What does this do to my life? Right. Cause when we start talking about changing marriages and relationships, the, the underlying fear there is always like, what, what am, what am I going to suffer because of this? Like what's getting, you know, taken away from me? What, what, what's going to be different? Like, how am I being asked to, to change? And sometimes as, as we've discovered through this pandemic, folks, change is not, not just inevitable, but it, but it's also very cathartic. Um, and a lot of times on the other side is something so brilliant and beautiful. Um, and David, I think that's the hope that you've um, encapsulated for people to say, look, y- you can be, the- you can have these amazing relationships and you can have a lot of fun too. Yeah. Like, like there, the goal is you keep, you keep that kind of spirit, whatever that essence is for you, you keep that in everything to include sex and you allow it to draw you closer. Um, so talk a little bit about that. Yeah, Tony, Tony, we we have we've seen so many couples where that, you know, the first six months, they're incredibly engaged intimately at the end of the year. It's once a week at the end of two years. It's once every three weeks at the end of three years. It's once every four months. And and we see this incredible separation. So we say, if you dove into your incredible intimate desires, now these are not always easy to find. And I'm going to tell you why, which we explain in great detail in the book. Between family upbringing, church, society, there's so much shame and guilt about even talking about sex. There's so much shame and guilt that we carry forward. We tell stories in the book of women that, you know, were raised in this these outrageously handcuffed environments, you know, because they went to a certain church, no inch of their skin could be shown. 
you know, because their mom and dad did not have a physical intimacy. You know, I tell one story about, you know, this very rigid father that was making fun of his daughter at 12 who was growing breasts. Well, she shut down sexually, as you can imagine. But when she left the house and she went to, to college, she became a nymphomaniac and would just have sex with anyone at any time. Then she gets out of college and she goes back to reverting to isolation, which created a sex addiction. And then we talk how we held, helped her move through by forgiving herself, forgiving her parents, forgiving the church. And now when she started, and I, I tell this cute story, you know, when she decided she was very comfortable and confident to talk to a boyfriend about, hey, listen, if we're going to go further, I just want to let you know I have a very expressive sexual life. You know, I really enjoy it and I'm very comfortable with it. And the very first guy who she said that to, it was like they had been dating for four weeks or something like that. And he looked at her and he goes, oh, no, 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 no. We, we do missionary and we do it once a week. And her honesty allowed her to see that this was not a match. And so she healed her addiction, but she became so comfortable and confident with her own needs that she was able to let that gentleman go. And then she found someone who was a perfect match. And the discussions that they have about intimacy, about touch, about role play, about costumes, about toys, about everything is so brilliantly honest. So you know, there's a lot of work to do here and, and there's a lot of workbook stuff to do to get in touch because, Tonya, a lot of us don't even know. As a matter of fact, I tell the story of my introduction in this lifestyle, which came after I worked with the woman whose husband wanted to be submissive intimately. They opened up my mind, Tonya, Tonya to, to examine, am I happy? And I wasn't. And what I found about myself is that out of shame and guilt and upbringing and society, that I might be able to look at a Playboy magazine and appreciate a woman's body, but I couldn't tell my partner that I loved her breast or I loved her hips or I loved her lips because I go, oh my God, she's going to think I'm a pig. She's going to think I'm objectifying when all I'm doing is being honest. So in that realm of working with that couple, it's broke open this well of sensuality in, inside of me, this incredible ability to communicate my desires, needs, and wants. But as a dominant man in society, and I say this throughout the book, there's a shift in the world of domination from years ago. And the shift is that the dominants today need to worship their submissive partners, just like the submissive worships them. There's no more of this, you will do what I say because I am your master, I'm your dominant, I am your whatever. There is, there still is control. There's a, a power exchange in this relationship. But it's if the submissive, whether it's a woman or a man, feels loved, cared for, asked about, they're going to go deeper into this experience. They're going to go into this spiritual realm, we call it subspace, where when the submissive is so enthralled with their dominant partner, that they lose themselves in the act of intimacy and they become one in this spiritual experience. And the same thing happens from the dominant side. When the dominant fully gives themselves to the submissive, they will go into dom space, which is this outrageous, erotic, spiritual experience. And we have seen it. Now, I'm not in bedrooms with people, but we have seen it over and over and over again in the transformation of relationships that were 
on the verge of divorce or going after another affair or whatever, that they finally see the complete partner that they have, not just the surface, because we're going and we're exposing more and more of who we really are. Does that make sense? Beautiful. I love that. Folks, if if you are having some challenges in your relationship or you just want to move that into the next space, and this is kind of intriguing you and you're like, mm, I haven't really thought about that. Isn't that kind of weird? Isn't that da, 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 right? Right, folks, your your curiosity only kills you when you when you think that it means something about who you are, right? Just take a step in and 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 explore and, and trust and, and pray about it, meditate on it and just see is there a space in, in our relationship for something new? And if so, is this what's being invited right now? Are these conversations that would be beneficial to us to have. And, and it, it's always worth the inquiry, folks, if, if, it, if it intrigues you at all. If it's not your thing, then I think it's important to recognize that there, there's all kinds of worlds out there, folks. Like sometimes we get myopic in our little um, echo chambers of, of algorithms, and we think that everybody sees things the way that we do, and it's just simply not true. And so expand your mind out a little bit and and, and, and you know, and, and just open your open yourself up to and who knows where just listening to this podcast will get you. But regardless of, of what camp you fall in, um, you know, make, make sure that you're you're feeding into those relationships, folks, in whatever way you feel drawn to do it. And if you're looking to spice it up, then, then make sure you check out Dave's book when it comes out and, um, you know, go explore. And Tony, let, let me make this comment because I think this is really important. A lot of times people come to me and go, you know, am I weird to have these desires? Am I a sex addict? Is this normal? And I say to them this, Harlequin Books, the the biggest publisher of erotic romance novels, can sell 120 million books a year. This is just one publisher. Fifty Shades of Grey sold millions and millions of copies to very conservative women. So when we say, is this normal or is this some freak show? Those two answers should answer it for everyone. This is incredibly normal. This is. Inc- Go ahead. <laughs> I'm laughing when I. You're bringing me back when I was a counterintel agent. One of my cover stories was that I was a sex therapist. And, and, I love um, it. <laughs> I did that because I took every class in college with the word sex in the title. Right. I'm I pretty well, well minored in sex if that was an option. And um, I, I've just always been fascinated with attraction and how people work together and everything else. And so um, so that's why I chose it, because I could I can speak on it for days. And, and, and uh, you know, I'm not in that industry, folks, but I can tell you people confess all kinds of interesting <laughs> things. <laughs> and you, you couple that then with the counter intel stuff and people, you know, taxi cab confessionals and oh my gosh, we've heard it all, I think. So <laughs> so we could probably swap stories, but but I, you know, I apologize. I, I that but that just popped in there and made me yeah. giggle because I'd forgotten all about that. So um, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's awesome. great. Oh my god. I love that, folks. And you're so you're in good company. I don't know, in our house, you know, being weird is a compliment, you know. We, <laughs> we that's we don't do anything normal. So um but but folks, you are in good company. They it's totally natural for you to to have curiosities about things. If it exists in the world, somewhere in the collective, it exists. And you are an aspect of the collective. You're not immune to it. You never can be. So rather than shy away from it and, and, and shove it in the shadows, pretty much ensuring you're going to have to go find it again later, you might as well just take a peek at it now and go, okay, what, what are we talking about here? It can't hurt you. Open up space to it and just walk your way through it, whatever it is for you. Um, 
And that's pretty much the seamless way that you get through tribulation. Um, but make sure you're doing that walk with your partner, folks. If you don't grow together, you will grow apart inevitably. Um, and so, so go check out David's work. David, let's remind them again where they can go to find out more about you. Yeah, really easy, Tonya. Talkdavid.com, the website, talkdavid.com. The new book will probably be up in a couple days, um, and, and then it'll be available in a couple weeks. Uh, but, you know, we're super excited. And, and the thing, again, you know, the philosophy behind it is how do we make our current relationship deeper? How do we take our current relationship and make it more intimate? How do we take our current relationship and fulfill our partner's needs that we may not even know of? How do we take our current relationship and fulfill our own needs that until we read this, we may not even know? Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Well, very cool. Thank you for the work that you're doing in the world in a, in a really courageous way and walking that line that you walk. And we appreciate you coming on the show and sharing it with our audience. Tonya, I have had a blast. You are a little rock star. And anytime you need a little uh, additional assistance, and if you have a canceled guest or something, man, reach out because I love working oh, with you. You're sweet. Well, we appreciate that. And as always, folks, we appreciate you. We know you're listening. Um, share this with people who need a little bit more hope in their lives. Um, and until next time, go out. Uncover your superpowers and change the world. Take care of yourselves, folks. Take care of each other. We love you. Goodbye for now. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.